Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and I have with us on the line Constantine Richter. He is the CEO and co-founder at Block Demon. Welcome so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Block Demon. It sounds a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, the actual correct uh, way is Block Demon. Even though you can say block daemon as well, a daemon is uh, an operating system that runs behind this an old uh, uh, computer science term. Um, and then obviously it leans itself a little bit on the daemon, um, which uh, maybe you know sort of indicates our uh, more sort of uh, anarchic, um, hacky nature. Um, since blockchain is uh, you know kind of came out of the cypherpunk movement and stuff, we're leaning on that old tradition on taking privacy very seriously. Um, you know, we're Bitcoin maximalists and we, uh, you know, want to help uh, bring sustainable blockchain infrastructure to, uh, you know, the wider uh, enterprise community. So we are um, in Silicon Valley terms, you know, people always have these descriptions of we are Y of Z. And so we are the mm-hmm. Heroku for blockchain. Heroku is a cloud configuration company um, that's been popular over the last uh, seven or eight years, um, really helping people configure complex Amazon, Google, Azure, uh, cloud uh, infrastructure and deployments. And so the real technical world of deploying and connecting software stacks to each other um, is very complex and it gets uh, you know exponentially complex when you talk about a decentralized network infrastructure, which is ultimately a blockchain. And so Blockdaemon um, is um, uh, created around that principle of making it very easy to deploy nodes and uh, spin up blockchain. And so we're an infrastructure and architectural company in that sense. We're the lowest layer in the stack. Um, So we lie underneath all the different protocols that you probably have heard about from Bitcoin to Ethereum to, you know, EOS and Tezos and all those guys. And so we're not um, overly well known in the sort of public domain, um, yet we're providing um, the most decentralized um, multi-cloud infrastructure for blockchain projects um, to date. So we're um, the basis of the blockchain stack. And the company is fairly young. Um, I have been in the crypto and blockchain space uh, for a little while. I've been, um, you know, kind of, I hate this term, a serial entrepreneur, but I've entrepreneurial space and had three SaaS B2B companies prior and uh, been, you know, come out of the sort of network system strategy arm of Deutsche Telekom and Nokia. Um, I'm originally come from Germany, so I appreciate you pronouncing my last name um, correctly. And uh, yeah, so <clears throat> that's sort of us. We set out, um, as I said, a year ago, and uh, we've been, um, you know, we're a young company, but we do pack a punch. We are 20 people, 15 engineers full time. Uh, we have, uh, from the beginning, we really thought about surrounding ourselves with the best and brightest from um, the infrastructure solutions that were popular in the cloud space. And so we have some very grown-up investors. Uh, we're the only direct investment from Comcast, who have a large network infrastructure um, ecosystem, as well as uh, the actual 
original founder of Heroku, James Linnenbaum, and his fund Heavybit, uh, some other infrastructure investors um, in that space. So we're kind of sort of trying to insinuate that we're the grown-ups, um, that we know how to run continuous deployments and uh, single-line command tools in an enterprise setting uh, for blockchain. And so that's uh, that's us. Wow. I mean, what an impressive resume already just with the founders of the company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, you know, as I said, we, we've been, I've been around in the space for a little bit. And so it's been a very small, incestuous place initially. And I think because I'm, I'm very focused on infrastructure, uh, we had a very good eye for the potential scalability issues all these blockchains have, which is now actually a much larger conversation and people are very aware of it. And everybody knows that the performance of blockchains is actually relatively, uh, well, bad, actually. Um, so, uh, but, you know, we've kind of, I think we're the first who over a year ago said, this is going to be a problem and we're going to provide the solution for it. And so we kind of had a head start here and, uh, you know, we managed to get some great backers and, you know, it's a great team and we're super psyched to, um, you know, help, uh, help drive the blockchain innovation forward. So when a, when a company is using blockchain and they want to implement uh, Blockdamian into it, what are the steps to get started with that? And, and, you know, what do you need to have prior? Well, so, you know, we're a developer tool, so I would say, you know, it'd be great if you have a developer who, uh, you know, <laughs> which is sort of the minimum um, kind of entry uh, into the blockchain landscape. Ultimately, a lot of that is just Java, um, but it's actually very similar to the cloud space. It's ports, it's channels, it's all the stuff we know. Um, and so the complexity of blockchain is the um, one that blockchains tend to get more complex over time and the unique constellation of um, software components that constitute an individual blockchain which has a decentralized, potentially decentralized consensus algorithm giving a lot of different people control over how the software evolves. And so um, you have to manage a lot of um, maybe divergent interests into running a platform, and that is the complexity of blockchain because it creates um, you know, a little bit like a peer-to-peer -to -peer network tool has a lot of costs reconciliating data. Blockchains have a lot of costs reconciling uh, the different consensus um, uh, participants. And uh, by definition, a blockchain is decentralized, which means thousands of copies of the same data file exist. And so it gets complex very quickly. Now, fast, you can, uh, we're, as I said, we're Bitcoin maximalists. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that we don't love any of the other protocols. It means that we believe that uh, everyone should have a node. We believe that the decentralized nature of cryptocurrencies is a quintessential part of them. Um, so even though they make the infrastructure component complex, we want to um, solve that problem so blockchains can remain decentralized and uh, companies can very easily deploy and connect to existing networks. Now, most of our, the people who experience our product are either blockchain aficionados who want to run a Bitcoin node or an Ethereum node, which is a public node. So that's a node. A node is really a transmitter into a blockchain. It's the little fish hook you throw out to connect to a blockchain. And once you're connected, uh, it'll download the complete ledger with every transaction that ever happened. Um, onto the other side of that fish hook, and it'll allow you uh, a vote into the consensus mechanism, meaning if you pull that fish hook uh, in a certain way, then you get a vote that, you know, with the, in the Bitcoin context, 10,000 other fish hooks that are connected to it, um, you know, if you're pulling in the same way, then 51% of the other um, um, fish hooks, then that's the way the, the platform will evolve. And so we believe that it's um, ultimately the, the citizenship in cryptocurrency land is to run a node. 
and be counted in the consensus mechanism and to participate actively in the network. So you can deploy a public node with three clicks on our website. Um, it's uh, very, very simple. You just create an account um, and then you can pick, uh, you pick that you want to create a public uh, node and then you can pick, uh, I think we do Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Um, and you can do that on our own infrastructure or on Amazon or Google or like, you know, we kind of sort of just have a simple configuration tool set that uh, uh, deploys a node for you in 90 seconds. And then you can connect it to a pre-selected wallet. So we have a little dApp integration there. But um, and so so that's point number one. So I would always say to anyone listening to this, um, you know, we make it very cheap. I think the first two months now are free and then it's $14.99 a month. Um, storage and, and computational power for a real full node can actually get relatively expensive, so we're actually subsidizing it. But it's a great way to learn how to engage with, uh, uh, you know, the, the sort of crypto movement. And then the bulk of our work is actually the permission-centric networks, which is private networks, which means um, it's not um, on the public Bitcoin or Ethereum um, blockchain. Those are permission-centric networks that uh, any of the big ICOs you've heard they're creating networks that need nodes to participate in the voting validation or staking mechanisms to make a token economy work. And so all these projects will need outside companies and participants to connect to the network to validate, for example, transactions. So one concrete example is we're powering the Goldcoin network. Goldcoin is a stable coin. These guys, I think, borrowed $5 billion, bought gold for it, put an IoT device on it. Um, and so you have a coin that's connected in value to the actual amount of gold they hold, and you can physically track that. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, it's a great project. And then, so, and, and, but for them to be decentralized and take, you know, offer the full benefit of a blockchain, which is really a trust engine, um, they have outside parties that aren't them, the gold coin people, but other banks, other commodity traders, other players in this market to actually physically validate and record transactions. So, uh, these other parties aren't blockchain companies, very often aren't, you know, don't really know the specific configuration for the gold coin. It's a quorum node. And so we've built a backend for them where they can email the people they're inviting to their network and they just hit a link and it takes them to a block daemon backend. And from there, within one or two clicks, it automatically spins up uh, a gold coin node that they can then run to validate transactions on the network. So a very simple a tool to connect people who don't have the time or the expertise to deploy nodes into specific networks. We pre-configure that and offer that to our customers. And so our customers tend to be individuals, um, um, you know, the sort of Bitcoin, Ethereum node guys who are um, enthusiastic about crypto and want to do a little more than just purchase a token. They also want to participate in the consensus model. And then two, physical blockchain ecosystems who need other network participants to interact with them. Wow, such a such a wide range of of offerings and solutions for for multiple different different uses. Yeah, I think I mean the 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 way the other way to say it is um, you know we're a multi uh, protocol and multi cloud. So we work with every major blockchain protocol as well as with every major infrastructure provider. And so what that means is that we're very flexible. So we can help you decide what protocol is best for you and then just simply deploy it. But it's very important that we're agnostic. So we're not an ideological defender of any particular protocol, um, which is one of the um, issues uh, that currently plague the community is that you have a lot of protocols now, you know, we call it the sort of, right now we have the battle of the protocols where, you know, you have five different versions of uh, Ethereum-like protocols coming to markets with billions of dollars in capital. And so 
you know, for developers to kind of know all the different nuances of nodes and infrastructure configurations needed in order to interact with these different protocols is just too overwhelming. And so we want to, um, you know, while there's this proliferation of, um, of protocols and, 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 and uh, configurations, we want to make it easy for developers to interact with them and then actually physically build applications. And so over time, the ambition of Block Daemon is to actually not give you any choice for a protocol, that there is one protocol and one network, and that's a multi-protocol where you just select the degree of decentralization, the uh, scripting language you would like it to use, the consensus mechanism, and uh, the throughput mechanics, and then we, by definition, pick the most efficient blockchain according to that request. So you don't even say, I want Quorum or Hyperledger, because most people don't really know the difference. And if you go to each of those different blockchain um, um, uh, foundations, they will tell you why they're better than the other, and you really have no way of knowing until you actually start building things on top of them. And so we want to eliminate some of that choice over time. But uh, in the interim, we offer a very wide ar array of uh, software configurations, uh, absolutely right. And um, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, a true statement. So being in this space for as long as you have been and really being an expert in it, you know, what do you see are, are still some of the challenges that we're butting up against? And what kind of solutions do you think that we should be striving towards? Besides the ones that you mentioned, I feel like you guys are solving a lot of issues already. <laughs> well, I mean, so we're trying to solve the infrastructure and, and, and poor developer uh, tooling problem, which is pretty well known. Um, and so there's uh, also a cost component around uh, the cost of physical running blockchains. I think that's something we're also thinking about a lot. Um, but outside than that, I think the key thing really is, you know, working with all these different protocols and having a lot of exposure to a lot of different projects in the ecosystem is to actually, you know, and it pains me to say it, but the reality is we're still very, very early. Most of the protocols and the tools and softwares we are currently utilizing are really not ready for any, you know, kind of mainstream applications. Uh, we're not even ready for, you know, kind of sort of mid-level type of applications at this stage. Um, there's just a lot of work to be done um, to be really, to offer, for blockchains to offer comparable solutions, all the great stuff that exists already in the base. And so the, the interesting thing around blockchain is this concept of privacy. And so I always take it back to that. And, uh, and so there is something unique and revolutionary around it. And I think the disruptive potential of blockchain is much wider than people think. Uh, right now, we're sort of imaginatively trapped in, you know, the IBM ad of like, let's track a tomato. Um, you know, like kind of that's one way blockchain can make an impact. I think ultimately, blockchains are actually really built towards working against actually profit-based models. And so I think uh, the concept of margin and making money on inefficiencies that we currently have in the, uh, you know, wider actually marketplace um, is something blockchains will shift over time by cutting out middlemen and ultimately making uh, participants of a node participants in a network where a lot of the transactions uh, and data pipelines will become perfect utilities over time. And so I think um, being imaginative around what this could be, um, there are great projects in the space that tackle really big issues. I think the sort of standard like, hey, let's, you know, what we can do now in supply chain or something we can track, like, hey, we can track a box from A to B. Uh, you know, that's great, but that's really, you know, that's not going to change the world. And so, um, but we're very far away from understanding the true potential. Um, I think the also potential for technical debt in blockchain is enormous um, because we're building current stacks 
based on very limited knowledge of what will actually um, be around in a few years. So, you know, people investing too much money and too much work this early might end up having built a technology that, you know, the open source community will discontinue to support for a lot of different reasons, and then you sit on a pile of dead software. And so I think the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, you know, so, so there's a lot to be done here. Um, it's super early. Um, I think the um, a lot of it is education um, and the slowly, um, you know, sort of increase in efficiency when it comes to allowing blockchains to function, um, allowing public networks to function, uh, maybe, uh, you know, create sort of permission-based networks that link into public networks. So how do you connect large decentralized networks with more permission-based networks in a really efficient way so you can solve for new use cases? Um, those are the sort of problems that I think we should all be thinking about. Um, obviously, the sort of rush um, to market for a lot of the protocols with ICOs and the capital and stuff pushed a lot of attention into that side of the market. I think that's actually currently not a very interesting one. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's where a lot of money is going to get made. So. so if people want to start using Block Damien and get involved and just kind of read more about you guys, look at your blog, what are the best places to connect uh, with Block Damien? So, yeah, the website, blockdemon or daemon, either way you want to type it, .com, will bring you to our site. It's still kind of our first iteration of our site. I kind of like it. It's uh, kind of romantic to me at this point. But there's a blog in there where I kind of occasionally um, give updates on where we are um, and tell the story of uh, our company. Uh, there's a, a little chat box that will follow you around on the site. There's my picture in it. I actually get those chats directly onto my phone, so it's a great way to ask questions. Sure. Um, we have we have a community Slack up and running. You can join. Uh, we keep it fairly developer centric, um, but the easiest way is to simply go to the website and send me a chat and say, "Hey, I'm X, Y, and Z. Give me a little bit of context of who you are and why you're interested." Um, we're probably uh, if you have questions around blockchains, uh, we are uh, well informed to tell you what protocols work best, and we are well informed to um, tell you what network configuration might be the best for your particular use case. If you want to have questions around a particular application or a very particular workflow design and stuff, we're probably not the people you want to ask. Sounds good. Uh, Constantine, you are a wealth of information. Thank you so much for joining us here today and, and sharing your wisdom about the space and, and just some unique and fun insights. Anytime. That is Constantine Richter. He is the CEO and co-founder at Block Damien. Find him at the links that he told you about. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.